Hey guys, welcome to Talk With Mo, a podcast where life matters and pressing issues are discussed, where people's voices and views are heard. This is your host Mo, and my duty is to deliver. Get a relaxed spot because this is about to get hot. again to another episode on talk with mo i mean the whole intro has done it all so i'm not i'm not going to actually you know talk much about what the show is about because we've already heard it anyways so today today hmm, what we're going to talk about is is a very like sensitive topic nigeria especially and i feel like these are things that we really need to put and i feel like everybody's opinion matters when it comes to things like this um so before i actually like jump into what we're actually going to talk about the latest trend hashtag on social media platforms and also the latest debated issue at the house of the representatives the floor of the senate and especially on buhari's desk is the NSAS campaign. Now, how did this whole campaign start? What is it all about and everything? Well, you know, before we actually get into that, um, guess what, guys? We have a special guest on today's podcast. And that hey, is yo, what's up? To me or judging me. <laughs> <laughs> such, such a friendly spirit. <laughs> Yeah, so like, like even before secondary school days, like wow, she's my day one definition of <laughs> Yeah. Tell them, tell them. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for being here to discuss this life matters mm. and actually to create It's always a pleasure course. speaking to you, so I'm excited to see what we have in store today. Let's begin with what exactly SARS is and what they are about. I'm just going to be giving you a very brief like history because I feel like this type of things were supposed to be, you know, aware of these things. How did they actually come about? What was their aim? Because most people, when they see this whole um, police force unit, they'll just be like, oh, they've been corrupt from the very beginning. But the thing is, I know there's a lot of corruption in Nigeria and everything, but at the same time, there was a good purpose for creating this unit. So I felt like I needed to just, you know, tell people what started and why it started. Mm-hmm. So we all know that SARS is an abbreviation for the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. And it was actually created in 1984 by the former police commissioner, um, Fulani Kwajafa. And it was later rebranded in 1992 by former police commissioner, Simeon Danladi Midenda. Now, it was created as a Nigerian police force that was obviously their aim was to fight crimes such as robbery and the likes. And part of FCID, which stands for Force Criminal Investigation and Intelligence Department, which at that time was headed by the Deputy Inspector General of Police, Antonio Gizzi. SARS was formed due to the death of a Colonel Rindam of the Nigerian Army at a checkpoint in Lagos. This all started at a checkpoint in Lagos. It led to a war between the army and the police force. So at that time, the police, sorry, the police force from, um, they withdrew from checkpoints and other security points 
while some even fled for their lives at that time. And this was, you know, because of the absence of the police, the crime rate definitely increased. So the unit cells was actually created at that time just to take the place of the police officers. They operated to avoid the attention of the army. So you, as I told you before, that it was rebranded by um, Danlad. He just wanted to distinguish his squad from the rest and therefore decided to call them SARS. Mm. So it's just so sad. Like, they had all of these. It was meant to be. This was, you know, in the 90s, Nigeria was being rebranded from the colonial, from um, um, post-Abacha days. Like, everyone was trying to do stuff in the 90s to make Nigeria a better place. Um, and imagine they were they were set up because they were meant to deal with crimes associated with robbery, which was very high. There was Fulani and um, Fulani herdsmen that were there was tension between Fulani mm-hmm. herdsmen and and people that had land and farming and all of that. So kidnapping, cattle rustling, um, the distribution of firearms. That's why they were set up. But now they're the ones doing the killings. You know, there's somebody in South custody and they've, they've disappeared. What do you like? People, that's why people are even scared to go inside the custody of SARS because you can just end up gone. Like, yeah. Timmy was telling me about a story. Exactly. Uh, my sister was telling me a story of a medical yeah. student that, um, okay, it was, you know, the time that you, you guys are meant to, because they need us medicine as well, you guys are meant to um, um, look at the, the bodies. Like, you, you know, people prepare for it. The medical students are happy because they get to actually act on like a real body, right? So this, this girl, her brother had been missing for some time. And um, mm-hmm. I think the lecturers were able to get discounted bodies from SARS, right? So you already yeah. know what's going to happen. Of course, she went into the lab and yeah. she saw her brother was the one that was on the table. They said that he was in SARS. Yeah. She mm-hmm. collapsed, you know. So they just they kidnapped, they blackmail, mm-hmm. illegal organ, rape, child arrest, invasion of privacy, polluting bodies with water, everything. They completely deviated from their responsibilities. You know, so mm. SARS is just a thing of a thing of shame, a, a perversion of what it was meant to be. Yeah, because they've actually completely deviated. They've completely like deviated from their laid down responsibilities and their duties. I remember I was reading um, an interview on the Cable Nigeria where uh, Fulani Kwajafa actually mentioned something, and he said that some of the members of SARS they now indulge in the same crime that they were forced mm. to fight against. He also stated that he was sad that he was the one who created it, you know, with good purpose mm. and direction and has been turned into... Yeah, badly. yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with all aspects, all sectors of, of Nigeria, I think. It's always... Uh, because where you have corruption, you have the perversion of justice. You have justice being deviated from. Yeah. So, it's just... It's, it's, it's a pity, you know. Yeah, it's actually sad that even the person who creates in it because at the end of the day, he created it with so much, you know, he wanted a lot of good things yeah. to come out of it. But at the end of the day, they completely deviated from it. And SARS was actually like established to protect the people from danger, you know. But over the years, they deviated from this purpose and deep corruption definitely set in. So they started to, you know, focus on irrelevant things and they began to look for ways to gain money from false accusations with no investigations at all. They also decided to like involve themselves with fraudsters, you know, here we call them Yahoo Mm. Boys. 
but never they never used the right approach you know they didn't even bother to investigate they felt like they were the gods in of being the protectors of the people yeah. so this and they're also police officers apparently the police should be our friend and during you know during all these false accusations and no investigations definitely they were placed in their custody and young people were killed unjustly some were put behind bars because they could not meet up with the financial requests mm-hmm. and it's quite you sad know they said that that, like the, that any any society is a reflection problems. the society is a reflection of how it treats its youth its youth that just shows how bad Nigeria has gotten. Like these are meant to be the future. If you are taking away from the future leaders, yeah, even corrupting us more. Yeah, they are taking away our place to lead more, you know, in the future. Definitely. Definitely. So let's also like talk about the youths that actually died due to these, you know, false accusations by the SARS. Um the youths that, that died or were killed rather due to these false accusations they did not actually deserve such an end you know as most of these people have families they have friends they have a life to focus on so why why end it like you own it there was one um there was a research i i made on uh, a footballer that was earlier this year on the 22nd of february to be precise um a remo stars football club player his name is Tiamiyo Kazim. He was killed by SARS. As a witness reported that these SARS officers, they stopped him, the witness, and they asked him what he was doing and who owns the car. Like, that was the first thing that they set their eyes on. And he definitely told them that he was waiting for his friend and he went to buy engine oil. And mm. immediately, the officer seized his phone and he also seized that of Kazim. So when he came back, they threw Kazim into their vehicle without any interrogation, no investigation, nothing at all. And, and you know, at that mm-hmm. point, he already knew that he did nothing, but what he would face would be like hell on earth. So he was pushed. Mm-hmm. This case, do you know, it was even reported to the police, but the police blamed his death on his own actions. And this was how his death meant nothing. And do you know, literally, literally, literally just died just like that. And what scares me is that, and it shouldn't even be something I should think about, but okay, if he's a footballer, that means the guy even had money. So that, this shows you, although it is definitely a class issue as well, if you have money, they'll be less likely mm-hmm. to um to stop and search because they'll know, as in if you have connections, not even money. If you have connections, they'll know how they will treat you compared to somebody who's an average Nigerian, somebody who's a Nigerian, that has made the money themselves, right? But they don't have it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's scary. That's any, that's any of us. That's average Nigerian. Average Nigerian fears yeah. more. So that means it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter what you have. If you don't have, if you do have, they just, they just see everyone as a criminal. Yeah. Anyone. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was reading a story about, um, there's a student, he died in 2008. Chukwemeka Matthew Onovo, age 22 left his father's house in Enugu on the morning of the 4th of July, 2008. When he failed to come home that afternoon, his father went to police to report him missing. The next day, after neighbors told the father that there had been a shootout with the police near his house, he went looking for his son. I went there and I found his glasses on the ground. He told Amnesty International, Chukwemeka Matthew Onovo had been shot and killed by the police, a 22-year-old. Oh he said that he was an armed robber. But witnesses 
um, said that he was unarmed when he died. Yeah. Oh one of the cases. Okay, another case. Chibuke. <laughs> All the names. I do not say. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Just Chibuke. Adams was a student aged 23. He was sitting with two friends enjoying himself at a guest house in Elimbu River State on the 24th of July 2009. When the police raided the guest house, he attempted to escape and was shot and died on the spot. Imagine oh you're yeah, hanging out with your friends, they've shot you. Like it's just it's just useless wasting of lives. It is honestly. You have people being killed at checkpoints. There was um an Aneke Okori, a 39-year-old Okada driver, you know, a father of four that failed to pay a bribe at the checkpoint. They shot him dead. Can you imagine just because he didn't pay a bribe? Pay a bribe. An Okada driver. What will you get the money from to pay bribe now? Exactly. What do you expect? It's like it's like okay, fine, you you don't have the money. He doesn't have the money either. It's like you're equal at that stage. You get what I mean? So why try to rob him of what he doesn't even have? It's quite sad because I even made, I even made a research on another girl. Her name is Ifiyama Abugo. She was just 28 years old and she was even a graduate of the Institute of Management and Technology in Enugu. Mm-hmm. She was taken by SARS in place of her fiancé. Though, like, the, like, nobody knows why they were looking for um, her fiancé for, like, she was taken in place of him yeah. and then she was arrested and it appeared that she was sexually assaulted while she was yeah. you know in their custody mm-hmm. and this lady she literally died four days four days before her um i mean after her introduction you see someone who has already started planning a life somebody who is already planning a future for her and her family mm-hmm. you just wasted life like that for no reason mm-hmm. if we were to go back to them and ask them okay why did she die? Like, why Why was she even taken into custody? Okay, fine, you're looking for her, her fiancé. If you're even taking someone into custody, it's for questioning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, not, not to place her there for, like, how many days? Not, and then you sexually assaulted her as well. Even if you're speaking in terms of law, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, but I know that if you don't have evidence, you're not allowed to keep someone in custody for over a certain yes, time. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Exactly. And all of this happened, I think, on the 10th of September in Womba village in Lokogoma, Abuja. So it just feels like, it's just, it's just like, even if you're not in Nigeria, it's so dangerous. It's so like, it's such a sad thing to, to feel yeah. like home is not even safe for me, yeah. you know? Yeah, she can be assaulted by police. As a black person, sad being Nigerian, you go to America, you go to the UK you you are okay. a target for police assaulting you but then even mm-hmm. in your own country are not safe so where are you safe yes exactly so why 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 do we have to fight our own people mm-hmm. you know okay fine we're not safe every other place mm-hmm. we're treated like, like minor obviously we are minorities in some places mm-hmm. but still we do have like our own rights to certain things we're all human mm-hmm. so why would we now come back to our own place our own ground you know our own grassroots mm-hmm. and still be treated like we don't deserve a place there, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's quite sad, honestly. It's, I would say it's, I'm trying to think of a word. It's reminiscent <laughs> of, of just, of colonialism. Because as a black mm. person, no matter where you go, it's still the, mm. oh, slave, slave master mentality, whether you're in the youth. Yeah, it's very true. You know, I was listening to Shokuchi's, um I, I think that's a very good description of this whole SARS movement. 
but he was mm-hmm. saying that in Africa, our leaders they see us, they see themselves as masters rather than servants because the president, they're meant to be servants, they're meant to serve us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not supposed to be thanking them for their duties mm. because they're supposed to do these things. Yeah, yeah. You know? But then they make it look like, oh, you're supposed to bow mm-hmm. down and thank them for yeah. what? For making good roads, mm-hmm. for, for making what good um, uh, medical um, services mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. that. All of these things are supposed to be your job. They're yeah. supposed to be your That's why you're there. Mm-hmm. And if you, even if you don't love your country, if you don't love us, shall do what we're paying you to do. Yeah, exactly. Our, our money isn't just going to you for for you to, you know, embezzle it. Mm-hmm. Because that's it's what they're using. It's directly our, our our work, our hard work, is going yeah. towards funding them not making our lives good. It's going towards even making our lives worse than it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, um, the NSAS campaign or the protest, I feel like the main aim of that protest, of the campaign, was was to deliver a message, you know? Mm. It was a means to, to be heard by the government and the society as well. But for me, I felt like it went way beyond police brutality. Like, we, the youth, we wanted to put an end to more things like bad governance, like bad roads, like tribal division, unemployment, and so many other things. You know, I feel like at that point, everyone was just picking picking all the, the, the bad things, all the things that we need to find solutions to in Nigeria. And they just used the whole campaign of NSAS. Mm. So it was basically just like the title, but it had more content in it. Yeah, yeah. Of course now. And like... Yeah. Okay. You know, ahead, when you have with, with the majority of Nigerians, right? I mean, we have the highest mm-hmm. rate of extreme poverty in the whole world. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think also Nigerians have been looking to America and looking to the West to see how they protest when that government is doing something wrong. And so we've yeah. seen, okay, SARS has so called, but I said that SARS has been dissolved and that instead SWAT has come into power. What that did was mm-hmm. it triggered something in Nigerians. It was like, look, no matter what we do, we're always going to have this corrupt government. We're always going to have, we're still going to have this poverty. Even if the children says, does that mean that's the end of my problem? No. That doesn't mean it's the end of anything. It doesn't mean that they, they stopped the name, you know? So it's deeper than that. People were, mm-hmm. but the, the, the people that were on the streets, you, like the, 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 the anger that you see in the protest or the the, the, the emotion you see in a protester in Nigeria is different from the emotion you see in a protester in America. Because I yeah, definitely. Because they even they even have more like they they have mm-hmm. more access to more things than yeah they have a higher standard of life yeah. than they have. So you know there's even a yeah. I don't remember what the quote is, but the way it, the way you see a poor man dance for food is different from the way you see someone that has it in in the morning how they would dance or dance that is mm. different. So mm. the emotion uh, for us, yeah. we wanted to just stop everything. We was like, okay, we, we've said this now, and it's gotten traction. We want an end to oppression. We want an end to poverty. So that's what people were really going for. Yeah. In this. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like we, we the youths, we need to actually, you know, um, mm. get more involved. Because like, I mean, we are the future generation, so mm-hmm. women should actually start now. 
like we need to prove we need to we need to actually prove that things can be better if both the old and the young join hands together and not assume that we're not ready to work or we're lazy or judge the whole population based on mm. the things they see or they know because there are people out there who are ready you know because even from the professors you could see the passion in some people you could see that they are ready mm. just that they've never given them a chance so i feel like instead of of instead of looting instead of destroying our home all in the name of of protest i feel like they definitely covered up the whole destruction and looting with the name protest yeah. meanwhile that was never the mm-hmm. aim violence mm-hmm. was never the i aim. think the problem with nigerian youth with I, this processing is that number one we're not we if okay if we're going to do violence and looting or whatever who is going to clean it's not going to be the nigerian government that will make everything better no things will stay the way they are for some time it's going to affect you Exactly. Or not America, yeah, they will fix definitely. it up easily. No, the government will not. But they won't pay for it. They have money, but they won't pay for it. Yes, exactly. So I felt like during the whole, during the whole destruction of properties and everything, people didn't reason that at the end of the day, it's not the government mm-hmm. who is using the buses. It's not the government who is using. It. You know, there's so many things that was that were destroyed that hello the government the people yeah. up there who you're fighting are not even using these things things were created mm. for our own use yeah so destroying it is not going yeah, to just doing yourself really <laughs> yes exactly mm-hmm. exactly just do yourself because at the end of the day that's that, that's not our main aim our main aim is let our message be heard let them work on it let's yeah. see the changes yeah. let's see the action no, i think that's i don't know if you heard the story Jenny, but Desmond Elliot. I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure what he would have. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched. Mm-hmm. I watched his speech in in, in the house. Does of, he have uh, a position in in in, in parliament? I mean, in in the house. I think he's. Part, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. So what that really upset me is that he was calling the yeah. youth. Okay, so youth are people from 18 to 30 years old. They are calling them children. They are calling them children. Look at the richest people in the world right now. Most of them are. A lot of them now they've entered through tech, right? They are because they are intelligent. It's because they, mm-hmm. they they've given them before in business before this tech boom. It was mostly people that were older that had hustled that had climbed up the ladder, right? What I'm trying to make is that yeah. you can't get young people if you give them the opportunity. If they get the opportunity, they can do just as well and even better as people that are older than them. So how can you call us children? It's an insult. When you call somebody child, that means they don't, they're not in control of their decisions. They're not as intelligent as you, and they don't know what they're doing. So for me, that was a big insult. Um, I feel personally, mm. by my own opinion, towards what he said, I feel like he did make some mistakes, but at the same time, I could get like a message mm. from what he was saying. He did say, he did say that, um, mm-hmm. I feel like for someone like him, He's kind of like the typical representation of. I know he's not even yeah, part of yeah. the older older generation, but you can mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. smell it of him because he did mention that where is the culture and where like where is everything going mm-hmm. to like where is Nigeria going to at this moment? And I got where he was coming from because definitely in Nigeria, respect is like our, mm. our body spirit. <laughs> respect is something that respect is something yeah, that we yeah. carry on our heads. And I did understand where he was like, why are they like cursing um, older people and things like that? The truth is, the thing is, even during, you know, even during the protest, everyone wanted to make, I wanted to make mention of that. During the protest, 
I felt like instead of people to be showing the government that they're not what they think they are, they were showing the government that this is, this is, we can mm-hmm. be like this and we can still not. I understand what, I understand what they, where they were coming from. Yes, okay, fine. They're saying, oh, if you look at a person like this, the way he dresses mm-hmm. and everything, oh, this person is definitely a Yahoo boy. The thing is, in the society, there are definitely stereotypes. Of course. And when the police don't have any intel, then that's the intel that they use. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's like when you see it's like when you've noticed some certain type of appearance yes. in like you get what I mean. Even when you watch movies, like if you see someone, you're like, yes, that's the bad yeah, guy. Yeah. You know, even before you actually know that the, the you know the the character of the person in the movie, you'll be like, no, that guy must be the bad yeah. guy because there's a, an appearance that like sm- like senses of that person that you're like, no, that person is the bad guy or the villain. Mm. You know, so I kind of like it was not right to to um, take that decision to start killing people due yeah. to the way they look. No, because I did. You know, there was a time we were talking, and I was like, I could kind of um, put this with the whole situation mm. of rape because oh, people yes. were saying, "Oh, yeah. it's not because yeah. of racial dress." That's mm. why she got. Meanwhile, that shouldn't even be ever the case. You can never take somebody's life because of the mm. way they appear. That's not even a, an excuse at all. Yes, if you like, you could say, oh, this person definitely looks like a criminal. Let me make my investigations. And when you make your investigations and you see you're wrong, then mm-hmm. you have nothing else to say. All you could do is apologize to the person and mm-hmm. let the person go. Mm-hmm. You know? So when Desmond Elliott was talking about um, culture and all of that, it mm-hmm. is true. Yes, culture is where, mm-hmm. you know, Nigeria is moving the coat of mm-hmm. culture because the truth is, no matter what tribe, I mean, I won't lie to you. I feel like even the houses are the ones who still stick of to course. their culture the most in this course, country. Yeah. yeah, they take their culture like, this is what we're born and bred in. So this is where we mm. stay. Meanwhile, I'm a Yoruba girl. I know how Yorubas yeah. are. You know, most of us are the ones traveling abroad and want to act like we're, we're mm-hmm. one of them. And then at the end of the day, instead of taking the better values, the better side of, you know, the Western mm-hmm. world, we take the nonsense mm-hmm. side. And then we need to we need to remember that we're in Nigeria. The people who are leading us are not the people from our generation. They're the people from the past generation. People who were who were born into a different mm, setting. Yeah. So they always feel like their actions towards things that are happening now mm. are the best. But you know, I didn't actually watch that Desmond Elliot. I just I just oh, heard you know that he called one of the students. I was just like, oh, you like, okay. what is he talking about? But oh. What? Yeah, he did. I know that that statement, that statement of calling the youth children, that was not mm. right. Definitely not. Yeah. But, um, but at the same time, I do not encourage, and I would never encourage anyone to curse people mm. or come out and curse because your curse is not going to do anything. Your curse is not going to remove mm. the riches on these people. Your curse is not going to uh, remove the mansions they're mm. living in. Do you get what I mean? Instead of us wasting our time on social media, yeah, that's people, some... we're supposed yeah. to be involved. Yeah. But you know, I think one thing is that you know I've noticed is that people in the older generation are hypocrites, saying that because they say that it's mm. the youth that are wearing off the culture. But even the way they govern us, is it what is it? Is it is it um Nigeria traditional governance that in or what? Like they have definitely exactly. through colonialism, they took relics of Western culture. They definitely mm-hmm. took what we're doing as well is we've gone another level while taking relics of Western culture as well. The same mm-hmm. way they did that time, they were suits to them. They, they took some bits of it. They took things that were bad and good while doing it as well. 
I shouldn't forget yeah, that past as well. Compare the older generation mm-hmm. to them would have said exactly the same thing. The same this is a different world we're living in. So for you, you I don't. Mm-hmm. One thing I do, especially when it comes to business, I want to go into business in Nigeria. One thing I'm scared of though is that I'm going to be devalued in the same way I wouldn't be coming into Nigeria. <laughs> number one because I'm a woman. Number two because I'm someone that's young. You know, mm. and I think that's one of the things that's yeah. really hurting Nigeria at the moment. Not putting it's not taking it, but of course you have to respect people that are older than you. But then you don't respect somebody who's older than you, but they're doing they're not that infringing on your own your rights. They're infringing on your growth. Okay, that one. I, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you need to fight for that. Mm-hmm. First of all, I want you to see if you see me as a human. I see you as a human, you're older than me, but you you respect, I respect you, but you have to respect me on a certain level as well. You know, not that doesn't mean you have to give me, that just means you see me as a human being, especially when yes, it's respect um, just in terms of like business and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel like, I feel like respect shouldn't just mm-hmm. be from the young to the old yeah it definitely also has to be reciprocated so when i feel mm-hmm. like even as an elderly person when you do respect the opinions of a younger of a younger crowd they tend mm-hmm. to even look up to you more because they're like yeah. Yeah. you know at least you're you're giving them a voice you're letting them be heard mm-hmm. i feel like that's very very <laughs> though desmond elliott is receiving yeah, a lot of, of you know um <laughs> <laughs> bad comments and stuff at the thing. but I feel like people shouldn't for now focus on on um or trying to bring him down mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah. that's why I used to yeah. myself go, even if somebody says mm-hmm. something to you, always go back and think why did that person say this to me? Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. So even if he has said whatever he has said, I feel like people should take out the good in it. Mm-hmm. And just let the bad slide because if you okay, if you're annoyed about how he's speaking in his yeah. position because he put himself there, which was a very smart move from being an actor into politics mm. entirely. One thing yeah. people should actually, you know, start thinking about how I can be there so I can mm. make a different, you know, a different reality for the for the youths that are coming. Yeah, so that's I feel like he was talking just talking about how people waste their time on social media and um you know and don't use it for the right thing yes, blah blah. Yeah. Yes, it has I totally get that. Side. Like if if we could side. as you like because it, I um, I think this is what you're gonna go into as well, but the fact that okay, that's my Elias, what is he an actor? He's an actor now. We put so much of our faith or we want to really listen to what these actors, um singers, yeah. musicians, artists are saying. As if they're the ones that dictate where our society is headed. As if he has a responsibility to them to do. Yeah. Why? Which responsibility? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. He's just like every other human who just has his own opinion. That's just it. So, anyways, let's also speak about the destruction of properties what's your take on the whole you know people coming out to destroy things mm-hmm. and i know we've spoken a, a little bit on it earlier but i think i, I even like mentioned it before but they're just doing themselves we're just doing ourselves it wasn't the right choice. because it's like i said before the way the way we as nigerians should get our opinion said i've always said it's not by destroying it because you are destroying your own property yeah i live in a property mm-hmm. 
They went to go and burn um, whose bus station was it? To return your own home. Um, where you're going to go back to? Hmm. Yeah, they 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 burnt down um TVC news station just because Kinevo owns it, and it's like, of course okay, not. now that you've done this, what's next? Because they will still use your own money to build that place back. That is it. They will use mm-hmm. your money to still build that place back, and that place will be upright and standing, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, and I think I heard, I think I heard, um, I was watching something on Instagram, and then I saw like a clip an audio clip of a soldier he was trying to address some of the youth and he explained to them that okay if we are if we are destroying things mm-hmm. that is this not our home who is going to live in it is it the people who already have mansions exactly. is it the people who already have cars who already mm-hmm. have places to to go you know of course. people who will travel out of the country any second from now i'm sure it's not affecting or who's house, who has they want um someone will lose house is that gonna affect him? How many houses does he have? How many houses does he have? All of these things do not make any changes at all. So I went. I, I went like on a. I don't even want to. I don't want to discuss going to this too much. But I went on a political party's call, and. The, the person I was just listening to because it's I'm sure it's a popular one like most of you will know it it's revolution mm-hmm. now and that's how so I think I don't want to go too deeply into it but so that's how somebody came on the call okay. and they were like I think we need to go into all of these positions house and slaughter them okay. you know and I was just like yo like that's crazy this show shows you the mentality of people I think what? the thing with us is that we want revolution now but when you go in, when the, the the name revolution now, when you go inside people, in, when you go in with, amongst youth, there's an, there's an idea that they have in their minds when they think of revolution, which is something that's bloody. But mm-hmm. and they even address it in the cause, where it doesn't necessarily have to be. So it can be what for what yeah, what exactly. we need for revolution because our, our problem is a political one, we need a political solution. As youth, we can mobilize. We are sixty percent of us are what sixty percent of the population in this country are young. Mobilize our youth. So if we mobilize, form a party, right? Go into politics. Yeah, we can end time. Can make things better for ourselves now. I'm telling you, what they're doing because most of them they don't know. If you, so most of these, that, these politicians are not smart. You want me to give you the lowdown? They're not smart. They're not that intelligent. Is it Buhari? Is it intelligent? Most of them are there because of money. They're there because they know how to manipulate others. That's why they're there. Because they're intellectuals. Because they're academics. Because they're Oh, no, that's not how they got there because they're all yes. there because they have money and they're yes. business and they know how to manipulate. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that's definitely the difference between the politicians in Nigeria and elsewhere. Because if you see other politicians, you know, some days ago yeah. I was watching a debate between Trump and Biden, and I was like, what the hell? This is what you call intelligent set of people. Like, mm. these people don't really people. know what they're talking about. <laughs> but we can't call Buhari to come and address the youth. <laughs> can we can't call Buhari to come and... He can't even attend the debate. So, you know, all these things, that, these are the type of things that should be driving the youth. People are supposed to be thinking, okay, yes, I, I have more of of uh i have more capability you know my my how do i put this now i'm more intelligent mm. i can actually you know reason things out i can find solutions these are the type of people yeah, that we need yeah. 
and it's not even just by mouth boys people who can actually take action we have no action and the moment we just can mobilize and actually do it because this social media thing is just so sad for all, all of this effort all of these hours how much does the average um young person spend on social media five six hours a day seven hours a day if we take that time we strategize we use our that we've been developing for all this time to actually mm. do something about it we won't be the same but we're not ready yeah. we're a reactionary generation reaction it makes something happen you react about it then you forget about it in a couple of weeks yeah exactly exactly you forget about it and that's what and then that's the same thing i tweeted some like some weeks back and i said violence isn't the right way to mm. you know you can't beat violence with violence so let's actually channel this energy to 2023 mm-hmm. it's the time for people to yeah. start thinking about what can we do mm. when we get into governor what can we do to get there how can that's we it once because mm-hmm. i was if you look about if you look sorry if you look into the 60s in nigeria right most of the people that were coming up they were academics they were young people that had that yeah mm-hmm. yes, course, yes exactly and that's what i'm saying that i feel like this has really degraded our minds like <laughs> It's, I don't so, know how I don't know how we're coming backwards. Moving forward, just move backwards in the space That's of how many years. So, how do you actually feel about Buhari's speech that everyone was anticipating? Did he deliver much? Did he change people's minds? That Buhari speech was not. He was just. Speech, but then I think I sent you a voice next. note about this. Actually, um, someone on sub was saying that it was, he was like. Eh, don't test me. I'm still a dictator. He pained me. That's what they got from the speech. Oh, he pained me that um that the okay, only yeah, reason yeah, that yeah, they were saying that the only reason that he's really speaking, he's speaking to us as if we're as if we're lesser, as in, as if he cannot even relate to us. But just they abroad called him and said, okay, it's getting out of hand. So maybe you speak to your people. And they called, they mm. called me. Oh, okay, this is what's happening. He never mentioned the killings. Mm. God said that the killings did not happen. It's not exactly. Yeah, even till today, they are making it a joke and a mockery, saying that they found um they found a hidden camera, they found this, they found that. It's like a hidden camera that was where this government. Where all they do is they, they're really big. I, I think we need to understand that they're big, <laughs> big liars. How can you say that? From looking into the past, how can you say that fifty goats came to command fifty billion naira? That is Nick swallowed much naira. So we cannot even if they should say. Hmm. They think that about idiots in this country. That's what they think. Yeah. Who, who do they think who about? Do they think they're talking to. We need to actually stand up mm. and we need to actually change things because you can see. Do you can you can see what power can do in Nigeria? Only one man mm-hmm. said, "Stop the violence. Stop this. Stop that." Mm-hmm. Uh, in how many sentences? And guess what? Everything stopped the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, so people need to actually know that value of power. So we need to start working towards getting there because that's the only way we can make a difference. Mm. Mm. Okay, enough about Buhari's speech. <laughs> uh, everyone is actually perfectly aware of the whole dissolving stars and creating a new tactical mm. tool called Squat. 
when I heard that SWAT, it just reminded me of them detective movies, you know, them, the blacklist. So I was like, I think I've seen SWAT somewhere before. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I personally, when I saw this, I personally said it as a joke because the campaign was end SARS. It was not reform SARS. It was not dissolve SARS. It was end SARS. Yeah. So when the government came out and said, oh, we've dissolved SARS, I was just there like, okay, this is just the beginning of all the problems. But then I saw I saw like the important facts about the newly created tactical team and it clearly stated that no personnel of the defunct SARS will be selected to be part of the new tactical team. So I couldn't help but just wonder like what then happens to the so-called defunct SARS? Will their members just be sent mm. home? They will definitely be deployed to various formations of the Nigerian mm. police force. So I was just thinking, I was like, okay, you're telling us it's been dissolved where are the members and now you're telling us that um like the members of the defunct stars are not going to be part. so what exactly was their plan mm-hmm. i think the thing is number one and i was talking to someone about this the people that <sighs> so people that have left SARS now right some of them are definitely going to be unemployed and it's going to be hard, very hard for the government to collect all of the weapons and stuff that they've given them. And I'm telling you, they're already thugs. They're thugs. It's just that they were yes. being paid for that thuggery. So what's going to happen to them? Okay, the SWAT team. Now, are you saying that nobody, unless they change things fundamentally? The thing, the thing with SARS is that SARS, the 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 the, yeah. the evil in SARS was driven by poverty. You know, I was a video. Yes. I was looking at a video yes, of police of, of, of the police training camp. They get 150 naira per day to eat. You see feces, human feces on the floor, but everybody that's sleeping is disgusting. You cry for them. Mm-hmm. So unless they change things fundamentally, ensure that these people are paid for, ensure that they get proper training, ensure that things are different. The people, even if you get any people into SWAT, they'll do the exact same thing because you haven't changed things. Yes, exactly. You haven't changed anything. Mm-hmm. You've just brought new members. And who told you that these new people mm-hmm. will not have that same mentality? Not about any any human being, once you put them the through a certain world. amount of... Any human being, once you put them through a certain amount of poverty, a certain amount of pain, they will change and they will just want to survive through, through any means. So that's anybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So what's, what's, what's the mm-hmm. assurance that these people mm-hmm. are going to be different? You know? I feel like they're just deceiving themselves and and I think that's what drove the anger in some of the youths because nice. like all you do is um you just say some things you lie and even when you want to even when you talk about change there's no action backing up that that your statement you know and then I also realized that this is not the first time that this whole SARS issue um, or this SARS has been an issue. Mm. Apparently, like some years back, there were some problems with the SARS, and they were also reported. You know, they asked the government for change. Um, then they ended up saying they promised that they will have like, you know, uh, they will have like new committees or like movements that have to do with victims that have been, you know, involved in, you know, um, false accusations or yeah. people who have died under the care of SARS, you know, in their custody and stuff like that, they obviously be um, looked into 
and all of that but at the end of the day nothing really changed mm-hmm. because when fact that we're coming back in 2020 yeah. with a full force and it's obvious that nothing changed back then so mm-hmm. i feel like that's what drove the anger in some of the youths that there was this thing happened some years ago nothing changed and you expect us to just calm down mm-hmm. and just think that you're going that's to that's nothing is going to change unless we make things change i think that's when we can't we can't rely on the government at all they've shown us time time and time again you know what they say um mm. expecting the same doing the same thing and expecting a different result and that's what we're doing like different results we haven't mm. we have to change things ourselves we can't rely on them that's what they even if they no matter what they say like they, they always do the same thing again it's time for us to take power into our own hands exactly. politically really it's going to take work it's going to definitely take work it's going to have to take yeah. people maybe jobs of of, of, of luxury in the professional sort of sector and coming into politics and saying I want to change things a lot but if by determined mm. even if we don't see the results in a couple of years time we're going to see the results in, in our children's generation you know in, in Nigeria definitely yeah definitely so at the end of the day even all the people who died all the people who sacrificed Exactly, lives, because the people that died at that target, they were victims. They weren't, they were not maybe heroes, they're not sacrificed. They were victims because they didn't know they were going to die. They didn't want to die. They were victims, yeah. 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 That's just Exactly. So I feel like instead of, instead of us talking about how uh, let's appreciate the people who did this and who did that, it's not by words. Let's not be the same thing like the government. Let's take actions. Let's make the difference. Yeah. Talking and talking is not going to do anything. And also, let's not forget to address the issue that this pro- um, peaceful protest yeah. became more of a political strategy. Mm-hmm. The whole APP and PDP war, which has been going on for years now. They just decided, I just feel like they just decided to use this opportunity. Like, okay, there's a protest going on and things go wild. Let's just do what we want to do. You know, people got paid to destroy other places. I was I was going through, I was taking a drive around um Akure here, and then I saw that they, they literally burned down the um, the apartments for the APC members where they do their meetings and everything. And I was like, what mm-hmm. does this have to do with SARS? What does this have to do with bad governance? Yeah. This have to do with yeah. bad roads. I'm confused. They don't realize like, that a- a- P- um, PDP is just APC with a different face. That's all. That's mm-hmm. it. They're the same into the same means so what do you expect how can you i think you told me about this you were shouting pdp pdp <laughs> that means i just being i don't want to say that but that means you haven't seen that means that there's something wool over their eyes because how can you know that these are the same they'll do the same thing too if they get the chance yeah definitely definitely so that's why let's start creating our own party so that we can start you know yelling our own party up and down because APC and PDP are the same people mm-hmm. and they're not going to make any difference no matter how much yeah. so them using the whole protest as a political strategy was quite selfish mm-hmm. because they kind of wanted to shift the focus from the, our main aim they wanted to manipulate to us while we were vulnerable politics. yeah exactly and that's just 
I, I don't honestly it's quite it's disheartening because when people are out there trying to let their voices be heard trying to send a message trying to tell the government that this is what we want and this is how we want it you now decided to use that opportunity to send in hoodlums and send in you know people to do the wrong thing and now mm-hmm. what would the government be saying while they look at all these things they'll say they say don't, don't forget that the hoodlums mm-hmm. and the peaceful protesters they're all youths we're the same we're the same people yeah. the same yeah. From and that's the thing about us as youth as well. We're very divided amongst each other. We're very divided. If we, if let's say most the majority mm. of us were ready for change, things would change. But it's you have some of us that do Yahoo. Some of us that are ready for that want to do stuff. Some of us that will sell our own souls for money. Who are some girls? They were they were laughing at the camera for five thousand yeah. naira. They sold that feature, you know. I mean. Yeah, I saw that. I actually saw that. They saw their votes for... And that's the problem. If we can all take a stand and be like, no, we are not taking anything from these people. We want to make our own difference. That's why I want... I just hope... I hope as well, though. It's really dying down now. You know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, but I just feel like things are going back to normal. Yeah. Are gonna, okay, maybe they'll take it. They'll take Buhari out. Why not now? But the person that coming next... The thing with, with Buhari is that, okay... He was masquerading as an okay president. Masquerading as an okay president until you test them. Mm, you yeah. test them and then you see who they are. Next person too. Maybe if nothing happens, you'll be an okay president. Okay, maybe we even learned a bit from Bari. Well, okay. I still want to be corrupt leader. I want to make make I'm gonna make it make sense. Mm. And I'm not going to kill them. Because if so, I'm going to come out of power. Mm. I still want to be able to extort mm. money. I want to be able to do whatever I'm doing on the side. Mm. So okay, he was say, okay, next protest, I'm I know how I handle it. But still, if you test them, still underneath that, doing yeah. the same things they always do. So it's not about this new community that's going to come into power, that's going to change your life, not at all. Definitely. As long as it's PDP, APC, as long as it's come, out, come in yeah. through that same political system that's corrupt, that values corruption, that values mismanagement and manipulation, still have the oppression that's currently happening. Yeah. Definitely. I also wanted to like quickly chip in um, the whole thing about that, mm. you know, the Nigerian artists, the celebrities and everything. Um, I got really, really annoyed at certain things because I just had to like rethink about everything. And I said, all of these artists mm-hmm. are so mm. like, super active on Twitter. Yeah. And, you know, we obviously heard of some who went out to protest mm-hmm. still deny that they went to protest let's not even go there yet but still most of these people were so active on twitter saying yes go out and protest yes fight for us yes do this do that mm-hmm. but where exactly were you when all of this were happening was happening okay fine if you couldn't be there at least show that you're supporting maybe the, the families who lost victims or at mm. least maybe create a movement for the youth these people have enough money enough income to do something to help this country but no they decided okay yeah we'll just keep feeding mm. them with entertainment and it's like mm. we're done with the jokes we're done with the entertainment now this is the time to face reality this is the time that we need to stand up and yeah. make a change so i got really really upset even when i saw um davido's video of him denying that he even went to protest and he then said mm-hmm. that he did it because of his fans and i'm so disappointed that some people are mm-hmm. still following people on instagram on twitter mm-hmm. and it's like they literally denied us mm-hmm. 
you know, in the presence of the police, the people who are fighting against, the people who are trying to, you know, um, bring an end to, and and at the same time, you just acted like I'm just mm. doing it for my fans. So that means you genuinely. Don't of course no and you got that human nature things. isn't it these people these celebrities are doing it some of them are doing it because of it's literally a facade like it's because they want to keep public interest they want even if, if even if yeah, so i'm sure some some of them will still be streamed even if they did not go to any, even if they did not talk some of them after a while you see that they're still being streamed again but he was just keeping up a facade he was these people are not they're not on the same level you don't see really rich people going to go and put them on they're not going to go and do it but i don't think we should give they're any expectation these are just people that see these are business people they sing that business people they don't have any obligation to mm. us you get Nope, not at all. They only say give them what what we want. They give us they entertainment. So we give them money. We give them a following. Yeah, we give them follows. We give them money. Have... We give them streams. We give them everything. And then and then the the, the annoying part is that of people course. then at the end of the day look at them as one... gods. Is like it's like okay. Another thing is Bonner Boys. Um, mm-hmm. let's say his last his last um. His last album had so many, like all of his. Let me even say all of his songs. Yes, yes. It spoke a lot of strength. It spoke mm-hmm. a lot of power. It spoke. Mm-hmm. It was so encouraging, especially like every day I listen to his songs. Like mm-hmm. it was just too much for me. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the day, now something actually, you know, the enemy finally came to us. Mm-hmm. And what did he do exactly? And that's the annoying thing because even at least David knows David knows life is all about the money. Hey, you know, we even know he's the son of a rich man. So okay, he's separate from us, some sort of separate from the common Nigerian. But people like um whiskey Bonaboy, Bonaboy, he sings about Dango tested the he's about collateral damage. He says that he's an understudy of Felakuti. Exactly. What was Felakuti doing? Compare yourself. Felakuti, what was he doing back in the day? Felakuti was not just with his music, but with actions. Mm. So even even if you want to make that person your role model or you want to take after that person, please do it right because mm. it's mm. not just by making some words and and everybody getting so encouraged and you know getting to their feels because of what you're singing and then at the end of the day the thing comes to us and where are you you disappear and then I saw you in the protest in London like yeah what yeah. The hell? it's just. <laughs> Timmy told me that the protest in London, he never won't say anything, nothing. Like, he was just saying, uh, he wasn't saying anything important, you know. He literally, in his lyrics, collateral damage, I, I don't know the exact, but it really says that we are scared to fight. If police slap us, we will turn, we are scared to fight. We are always scared of what we can't see. Andreas and the population are scared, but then what have you done? Yes, I mean, I understand that you're doing some stuff at the back, at the side, just because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you there? Okay, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. Like, yeah, but that's just it. That's like it just annoys me. I mean, I know understand that some of them are doing some stuff not in public. That's why for me, I don't even try and see the celebrities as anything apart from. I don't see them as anything apart from people that make music. You know. Because yes. once I start putting them in, oh, they owe me this, they owe me that, I will be disappointed. Very, very disappointed. Even if I was a celebrity, I wouldn't feel like I owe anything to anyone. I'll do my own. I know maybe mm-hmm. some of them are doing some stuff on the side, right, that we don't see of. So yeah. that's a different thing. 
But yeah, that's another I thing. Think, I still, you're supposed to. They're supposed to be doing things that people could see. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's the only way we can say, okay, yes, he did this, he did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I get that. But where, where are all the celebrities? If possible, even though, even though if they, let's say, it doesn't even come from one person, they should be able to join hands. They should be able to say, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to go around and compensate all the families who lost people, mm-hmm. or we're going to make a movement, or mm-hmm. we're going, to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, if these are the people that people are looking up to, then I feel like we're going to be lost in the next five years. Because and the thing is, especially in the case of Bonaboy, his image is built on, like we said before, Pelakus is understood, built on someone who is against um, um, the oppression that's happening in Nigeria. Most of his songs, that's, you know. So that means you're not living up to your image. That means it's just a facade that you've put up on it. Yeah, exactly. Because you feel like this is what the people want to hear. Hmm. Most of the, that's, yeah, I was gonna say that's the model that that business people now. That's the model of a business person. A business person will yeah. give you, which will, will make you think that they have your best interests at heart. They will sell yeah. you, will sell you an idea. Yeah. And that's what they we paid with that money. They sold us an idea. That's it. Exactly. And it's it's just it's just terrible, honestly. But what would you actually encourage the youths to do? Like, what do you think is the next step? next step i mean it sounds so simple but it's going to be very hard i think number one we need to set our priorities we need to change our priorities Mm -hmm. because and i think what this is the most dangerous the most scary thing is that we as a youth now our minds are occupied by things that are not important occupied by our phones by social media Mm. and pivotal time in our lives and if you want to suppress a nation and this is a global thing. If you want to suppress the youth, if you want to suppress the nation, you suppress the youth, you make their minds occupied. You you almost I don't want to call it brainwashing, but you are dumbing down the capacity that they have. Yeah. And that's what's happening in our society at the moment, where being our capacity has been wholly diminished. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like now I think this whole protest actually made the youth to stay woke. Like everyone's mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, this could possibly happen. This could and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. So yeah. just just become work like educate yourself, mm. and then when things, if if one person starts educating themselves, it will have a carry on, a follow on effect. Be ready to take action. Mm. I mean, on a, on a larger scale, I would like the youth from political party that is well established to go into. I mean, your university, in people in universities connect. Most of these yeah. organizations. They happen from universities. So universities connect people that do as as a youth that has privilege, as in you have some money, you uplift other youths that don't have as much money. Exactly. Because they are easily manipulated. Okay, yeah. so I'll do this. So you try and uplift them. Just try and do what you can. And then when we're ready, right? Yeah. We don't have politics and we do what we need to do. But this is obviously something that's very hard. And I enjoy the piece you have people in the north that are most of them are uneducated illiterate. Yeah. And they, 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 we know how they collect their votes from people in the north. Mm. You know, that is going to be something that's quite difficult. Yeah. But then in the south and other places, I think that's what we need to. As, as long as you make a start, shall we make a start? Something can happen. Yeah, exactly. It, it all has to start from somewhere. It has to start from somewhere. That's it. Definitely. So we're humbly just encouraging the youth to get involved and to channel all of this energy to 2023 
we should actually be thinking about how we can make a difference through our actions and active involvement in the government mm. yeah that's it yeah that's just that's just basically it i feel like i actually feel good talking about all of this and i feel like i actually feel good about addressing these things because people need to hear how other people feel about these situations it's not just about mm. on social media alone you know Mm-hmm. it's better to have even like face-to-face conversations not just to go on twitter yeah. have face-to-face conversations because it makes you feel like okay you're part of something yeah. there's something you know you're part of something greater instead of just social media where there's no face things yeah exactly definitely so um we've kind of like gotten to the end of this whole conversation it's so sad <laughs> so sad yeah. i feel like we could just keep talking and talking and talking and talking about all of this I know. Yeah. Because the problem is is endless at the uh, moment. Endless, it is endless. So yeah. trying to start forming possible solutions to all these things mm-hmm. will definitely give you a massive headache. But at the end of the day, I hope you'll be worth it. <laughs> so guys, we finally got into the end of this podcast. Um, I hope you guys actually enjoyed this. I'll definitely drop um my social media handles and that of Simi. Um at the end of the podcast obviously we're already at the end but still then i just want to really really say thank you simi for coming here and, <laughs> and talking about this i really appreciate the fact that you created time to be a part of this yeah, it's my pleasure, yeah so guys thank you for coming again and i will definitely definitely be dropping another episode very soon i know i've been lagging behind but you know we're all humans things things change sometimes but i will let this happen next time so thank you guys and yeah we've actually come to the end of this i will definitely be dropping our social media handle so you can follow us on twitter on instagram or snapchat and you know see what we are getting involved in and definitely get notified on my next podcast see you guys in my next podcast